0: Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch.
1: Hiring for your
2: small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
3: I don't know where it's gone, but it's gone, 2022, <laughs> gone, see ya.
0: In the dust, see ya.
3: Absolutely gone, but before we leave it well alone, we thought we'd give you the best stories on Backchat for 2022. Mm. Uh, Indy, who you would have heard uh, across some of our platforms, she's uh, great social media, but she's also background, she has made some of these episodes. Well, I said All Indie, of them, not some I, of them. I said the Indie, Indie. Mm. Uh, 10 of the best stories of the year. She said, no worries. She's been working for the last six months on it because yep. there has been some good stories. Not because of her work, right? She's working very fast <laughs> <laughs> because of the amount of stories there are. We got the 10 best for you. These aren't just the ones I asked for or Dan asked mm-hmm. for. This is voted by... The people. You. Yeah. Uh, this is listens, engagements, everything across social. We ask questions throughout the year. These are the top 10 stories of the year and I've got to be honest, I've listened to them. It's pretty bloody good i'm excited uh thanks to our supporters our sponsors uh whippersnapper whiskey margaret river roasting co blue bet shelter brewing co leaderville cameras backchatpodcast.com.au that's where you find all the good stuff we're going to see you next week don't worry we're not going anywhere first up in the back chat top 10 nat madhurst was it financially viable to be a net
4: baller.
3: I don't know. No, so still, I think I know, but I've I'd still like to got hear from my you. first
4: contract from two thousand and four. Um, it was a thousand dollars I was paid to the play. <laughs> 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 yeah, funny. Um, <laughs> um, no, for the season, a
3: thousand dollars. A
4: thousand dollars was this was the signing. Um, I was then you were then given a match fee, which I think for me it was one hundred and twenty five dollars. But you only got that money if you paid more than played more than a half of netball that you Gosh. got that. Um, then the contract also outlines things like um, you got two pairs of shoes. So this is what was obviously now as play, elite players that's just a given. Or you've got your own personal yeah. contracts with brands or whatnot um but that was built into your contract that you got physio that you got a gym membership to be able to do your weights and your training you were given x number of rolls of strapping tape wow Um, yeah it's um you you look at it now and obviously from yeah from where we were to where the players are now and it's yeah you just can't believe that's what it was like was there
3: a facility like did you have a did you have a training base?
4: Yeah, so Netball, um, SA were really lucky that they had their own facility. Um, I can't remember what it's called now. It's Netball SA Stadium yeah. <laughs> or good, something inventive. Thunderbirds um, Yep. Um, at gyms we used to use wherever we could, whether it was a recreational gym or sometimes um, Sassy. I know then Adelaide Thunderbirds also had an alliance with Port Power, so we'd sometimes train out there. Um, but, yeah, so a lot of netball clubs don't have their own facilities or their own courts, so they have to hire the, hire them out. Still now? Yeah.
3: Professional or...?
4: Uh, yeah, so I think the Melbourne... I, I believe the Melbourne Vixens don't own their own venue yet, so they're still technically hiring that out to train at the State Netball Centre.
3: What sort of... In comparison, okay, you got paid $1,000, which is just crazy. So I assume you had, you had to have another job.
4: Yes. Yeah, so how many
0: hours were you required to be... Thunderbirding like an, a week.
4: Um, so it's. for oh, I'm just trying to think what we were doing. We we're probably still doing. You wouldn't be doing anything less
3: than what you would have done for your career, would you? I mean, just pay less.
4: Yeah. To be honest, it was probably a little bit less um, because girls, there was more of an emphasis on girls having to work or do study. Yeah. Um, so you were generally training either first thing in the morning and you were getting out by sort of 7.30, 8 o'clock so that girls were able to get to work. Um, or then training after hours from like 6 to 8.30, 9 o'clock or whatever. A bit to, almost similar to what AFLW were doing now. Yeah. So we were more like that when I first started. Whereas now… Well, when did um, that change? Um, it changed, oh, probably when the, AN, when it became the ANZ championship, I think it really started to shift in terms of that, um, professionalism and the increase in dollars and all of that sort of thing. So when we merged with the New Zealand league, yes. um, that's when it really started to change and more money started to come in. So it's basically
0: like you've, you have a full-time job, you fit in netball when you can around it. Yep. Yep. Oh. Pretty
3: much. And uh, right now, is is every player in the league full time, or would would there still be players running around now that have secondary jobs for, um, to finance themselves?
4: Yeah, no, there's definitely girls who still work. Um, the minimum wage is around the, well, a bit under forty grand. Is that like a rookie? Like a, um. Like a, no, and it's not some girls that are on that if they've been in the system for a couple of years. Right. Um, so, and that are twelve month contracts. So, um, yeah, can't there's on thirty grand. Yeah, so there's girls now who are still trying to work or study, um, but it's hard because initially in our the players agreement, we used to have the hours between ten to four blocked off so that girls could study and work. Um, now, clubs they have to ask their players, but they say, oh well, rather than Ending your days with training, will are you happy to train longer in the day? So you might be there. So I know at Collingwood, we were often there at... Um, training might start at, say, 6.30 in the morning. You're not getting out till 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, so that then becomes quite difficult to actually properly do any form of employment or study around that. What were you doing for a job at the time? Um, so I worked... When I first started... Um, I did there was a couple of different jobs that I did across those first few years so um, one was in retail I also worked with Netball SA as a junior development officer Um, also I was there for a little bit as a receptionist but um, yeah so particularly working in Netball was when I first started was good because obviously they're aware of what your career or you know what else is going on and can manage things if you needed to.
3: Next up on the back chat top 10, Griffin Logue, former Docker, now Roo. In the uh, Fremantle player profile on the website, here's some things from Griffin Logue. AFL club supporter as a kid, St Kilda. Probably should have read yeah. this before I asked <laughs> if he went for Dockers or Eagles. Uh, all-time favourite player, Nick Rewalt. The player from another club you'd like most to watch, Nick Rewalt. Favourite sporting hero, Nick Rewalt. What happened when you first played Nick Rewalt? Can you remember? There was an incident. Yeah,
5: yeah, I I, I do remember. And it, do actually. you do
3: you think you should always meet your heroes? <laughs> no, no,
5: you, you should never meet your idols ever. That is like what happened. I don't even have heroes. What happened? Oh, it was a close game. Like we've this is my fifth or sixth AFL game ever. Close game where at Subi Oval. Um, oh, someone has given away a free kick. It wasn't Wasn't even me. So I've just gone to pick up the ball. Nick Watts put his arms out, going like, "Ruddy, it, right, here, right here, young fella, chuck it right here. So going, and did you think looked, it's Nick I eyes, eyes lit up, saying, Saint Nick, Nick take Nick. it, <laughs> take it, Nick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> kick the goal, okay, don't care, go for it. <laughs> not, not, not a freaking man, it's not my goal, go for it, take it. Go on to throw it to him, and he's just put the hands out, looked past it, watched it fly down to the ground, and he's looked straight at the umpire. would have been Dalguish at the time, I reckon. and just <laughs> look, at, look at him going, 50 metres, should have gone to Tim Membry, like, and I'm just going, you are kidding. Like, it's put, <laughs> it's, it's put him in front with, like, three minutes to go and it's literally lost the game for the team. And I'm just going, oh, just, after the game, Ross, like, went through the team, went through the thing. It used to go through the team and so go through the players whatnot, but he just went, Griff, you got outplayed, son. I was sitting there going, you are kidding me, like. I remember it blew up a bit because the same thing. They brought up the pocket profile. I'm just like, oh, what a. What an absolute mayor! Shame on you! I literally never spoken to him
3: before that, prior to it, after it, nothing.
6: I just, I just think it's the <laughs> just perfect, let down. It's the
3: perfect storm. He's grown up loving the St Kilda football club. Love He's hero. He's idol. And this is the moment you first meet Nick. I assume you played on him a bit that game. Played him maybe
5: they copped an elbow to the back of the head, like first, first, first bounce. I reckon went and roughed up. Going after something, I can't remember, but. Going in the rough I was like Oh Nick That's alright Nick All oh, good mate All good All good But anyway yeah Probably didn't mean it It's fine Yeah
7: <laughs> it's,
3: uh, Ruthless Ruthless industry As, as, as you know mate We've had some big matchups Jeremy Cameron Geelong um, In Geelong That was a really big win For the footy club Great game yeah Charlie Curno, um, Good player I assume Great player Good um, fella as well who's Funny. Some, Yeah Who's some other matchups And I was going to ask Do you like You seem like a little bit Of a talker on the field Do you talk to players while Yeah you're yeah
5: yeah I think Talk to them rather than like get stuck into them and sit there kind of bashing away. They're always a bit nicer to you, and they like I don't know. If, I think it takes the edge off a bit. I think I think it does for me anyway. I mean, I'd always find it harder to kind of run and put an ether or something if they've been talking to me, asking me about my day. So it's small stuff like I'll, <laughs> I'll really ask about I'll ask about anything like if they've recently come to a new club. Like hey, you're liking it up there, mate? You really enjoying your time? Blah blah blah. But nothing like nothing too bad. When I'm in their ear the whole time. Like <laughs> we off for dinner tonight, mate. <laughs> yeah, like nothing nothing too bad like that. I just kind of. Try and try and get along with them, but there's blokes that like give you nothing. You're just like, oh, fuck you, then, mate. Like, fine, let's just. I'll put an elbow in your back for for every
3: every minute of this quarter. Then, like, some blokes don't say a word. So you but, can switch it on. I don't, this is really interesting. I, like, I I haven't played with too many backmen that are like. It just seems like a good bloke thing to do. Just have a chat. So you right. you can have a chat, and if they're chatting, you you're like, oh, all good. But if they if they stonewall you a bit, you have if a they stonewall.
5: You, then I'm happy to kind of just see like, oh, go on then, like, yeah. Let's have, like, a, let's have a crack. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna be a dickhead, like if you think if, if you think you're too good for me, then, then you know let's let's go. This like, is
6: good. i never heard. of Oh, well, like that. What,
5: what
3: were you like? You oh, I was just a dickhead. I was I, <laughs> I was the dickhead. If yeah. you if you as a forward came up and asked me like how how was I enjoying my time at West Coast, I literally would just be like, "What, mate? Like, yeah. fuck,
6: smack yeah, it, Barry well, Hall." I was I was the dickhead. It's yeah. been a few
5: times where it's been shut down pretty quickly, especially like um, jeez, I reckon it was. Um, I would have been buddy. I reckon I've gone up and it's been like, What's going on, mate. Like, how how are you? Nothing. Like, yeah, good. Cheers, mate. Yeah, good. Good. <laughs> and, like, looked at his boots. I'm like, I look comfy. Like, they're, they're good. I was like, <laughs> oh, the, te- the tempo's any good? Like, they're nice. He's like, Man I'm not doing this. If you want to come stand next to me, you get, I'll get you on the big screen, but don't don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I will uh, catch you fair, fa- fa- fair enough. And then like finally, kind of cracked down the wall. I said, you're not even the best left foot I've ever seen on the field. Brent Guerra is, because he played a bit with, um, Gui Was Brent Guerra was like the assistant laugh? coach, and he, was, and he just looked at me oh, Guirer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Gave a, little, a little, little bit of a crack on it. Yeah. Oh, I'll leave it at that. Best <laughs> friends <laughs> now. Quit, long, yeah. quit while I'm ahead. What about he, he, put six, he put six of me in that day anyway. But- <laughs> uh,
3: Adam, Sim- uh, Adam Simpson sent me to Buddy Franklin one time. I think it was, uh, might have been actually Woosher, and he was playing for Hawthorne, and he looked me up and down. I was running down at him, and he looked me up and down and started laughing, and then looked up to the coach's box and pretended to call Woosher. And it was like, Woosha, this is the best you got down here, mate. Why would not come get your little child? So I'm about to kick 10 on him. Hung up the phone. Kick date. Kick date.
6: Oh, yeah. date. yeah, sweet. Yeah, perfect. Oh, so, Cheers, so, yeah. Uh, so he should. I
5: think the same thing happened my first year. I've gone, I've gone and stood on stood on Buddy, and he looked around to S- Stevie Hill and just gone, Steve, who's this? <laughs> 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 looked up like, oh, Buddy Frank, like, yeah, how good? Back shoulder, like, yeah.
3: Oh, this one's a good one. Daniel Southern talking about that beautiful mullet of his, or lack of.
0: Can you please tell us about uh,
3: your hair being stolen? <laughs> yeah. well, well, your hair, but then your hair being stolen. So it was the hair that was playing along with everyone, right? You, you growing the mullet out. You, you like it? Liked yes. it? Oh, yeah, of course. It's not yeah. past tense. I loved it. As yeah. I said,
8: I thought it was a nice, thick, healthy mane of hair, but so others will disagree. But so
3: it was stolen so, yeah, off so, your head.
8: So basically... <laughs> It's what called it happens, genetics, mate. Yeah, mine got stolen no. off my head too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I said before, my wife went to snip, she cut it off and so I was cherishing this ponytail that I had. Wow. And I had it in my drawer with all my sort of, I guess, over there. I didn't have too much. I went with a, a backpack and came back with the wife and the kid. But I had a few little personal belongings that were in a drawer and my house got broken into. And um, what had happened is the people that owned the apartment lived upstairs and they had a maid who had a key to our apartment and so she'd come in and helped herself to you know iPods and cameras and a little bit of straight down the cash can my hair what? you would not <laughs> believe it my hair so when I would sort of <laughs> try to work out what had happened and then I was, went to the owner upstairs and said listen mate someone's been in the house what's going on we worked out it was her because they found the camera and they found you know the other stuff sort of stashed away in her room in their apartment. And I said, mate, what about the hair? <laughs> don't worry about the stuff, <laughs> Don't worry about the, the stuff, about stuff. That's irreplaceable. The, the, hair's never, the hair's never coming back. And so you're trying to explain to some Egyptian sort of middle-aged man that my hair has been stolen, like, in my bad Arabic saying. And he's like, he's what? Like, yeah, mate, you can't yeah, my hair, I said, I don't want the camera or the iPod. I just want my hair. And he's like, mate, your hair's not coming back. Did you get it back? No, no. So I was worried about witchcraft. I'm sort of wow. – yeah little bit of a connection to the spiritual world and yeah, that yes. sort of stuff. And there's a thing called Higab over there where they do witchcraft still I was worried that she was going to do a little bit of witchcraft with my hair. So that was oh. my major concern. And also the fact that my hair was never coming back. And <laughs> that I was, was the last, last, last of it, mate. The last rain. That is <laughs> just unreal. Race.
3: You've actually made me think, I'm going to get Dan to do social media. Okay, you're going to do it by yourself? Because yeah. I need to go back and I need to show Daniel on okay. our podcast a photo of me from a footy trip in years gone oh by. Gosh, because that photo makes me sick. I... I i'm gonna yeah, get yeah. the photo
0: all right so this is social media i can
3: introduce this social media i'm sure you know about this it's probably why you're here social media one of the great podcasting segments of all time not social social. yes you saw what i did there that's right <laughs> social media where the people get to ask you the questions you've heard enough from dan and i this is yep. from the people for you mate Brilliant. so we've got yep. a few here Excellent. uh
0: this is from shane. And i'm gonna find this photo yeah, you find that photo shane haddo uh did you ever get an offer from a barber to sponsor you
8: I didn't get an offer from a barber but I did have a, a barber and killer I, I should remember her name but uh, she used to do the, the handiwork for me not quite like Dusty and these sort of guys yeah. that get groomed up before for every game yeah, nah, yeah. mine was a once a month type sort of job but you yeah, never had the sponsorship but uh, I don't think they would have done very good business mate, if I'm the, <laughs> the pinup boy for their, for their barbers that's, that's good. for sure shall we,
3: while we're talking about hair show I've got the photo so let's yeah, go
8: let's, let's go we'll put, so, this up on, um,
0: we'll put this up on YouTube actually. so
3: in about 2016 I'd grown my hair down to my chest basically Um, and for the footy trip uh, myself Tom Brass Jeremy McGovern thought it'd be pretty funny to shave uh, just the top you went to Fry Tuck but put the hat on so it just looked like I had the same hair and it was see how long I could last on the footy trip without anyone noticing, and it was four days to, to answer the question. So that's what I was rolling around like, <laughs> right? So it looks like it's it looks like it's Love. made up, but that's real. And I had a hat on my head. Uh, we'll get that up on yeah. uh, on the show Got so people. That. But. So once they found out, I thought, what else can I do? So we had uh, one last big night, we got the razors out again, and we ended up in a bathroom shaving uh, some sort of fashionable uh, thing to go out with that night. Now, I'll show you the picture in a second, but uh, my memory is basically they're we're in Darwin and the security guards in Darwin, um, they're pretty used to seeing some strange things, right? So we're going in and there's five people in the line in front of me and he goes, ID please, uh, where have you been tonight? What have you been drinking? Okay, no worries. Giving everyone the full rap, four people in front of me. Okay, what's that? Why are you wearing thongs? What have you got on? Gets to me, looks me up and down and goes... Brothers what's going on brother come in like have a great night mate you want to drink cards go in get in there because I had the Hungarian whip oh,
8: nice. right it's oh, quite good isn't it brilliant. i love so, that so I, I used to have that as well. I know, I never. forgot that I was Danny Southern for a day. Give me the Danny Southern. <laughs> Mate, this
9: is the
3: Danny Southern, this isn't the Daniel Southern either. That's so this weird. is the Danny That's Southern perfect. is a plaited uh, rat tail that comes down halfway down my back and I walked into a Darwin nightclub and I'd never been happier to see anyone <laughs> in their life. Um, so there, anyway. Former West Coast Eagles Premiership player Scott Lysett. he didn't always want to go to the power though. So, yeah, we were on
6: footy trip in Hong Kong for, like, three days, four days. Been a big couple of weeks.
3: Yeah, yeah, it was. I think
6: I had, like, maybe two or three nights off the off the piss in, like, three weeks or something like that. That's pretty big. But I got the – like, after the game, I, Mum and Dad were, like, make sure you celebrate this. Like, you know, might not happen again. Good. So you yeah. had the all clear from Mum and Dad? Well, that was, like, the, the green light, like, all right, I'm
8: sending <laughs> yeah.
7: it. They so, said so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, Mum
6: and Dad's fine. Right. Um, so, yeah, anyway, Hong Kong, uh, all the boys – every morning walk down playing the port song or never tear us apart (laughs) so I'm like walking down hungover as last one to get in there and they're like we got the power to win (laughs) (laughs) it's just so funny and I I, I loved it some blokes like hate that kind of stuff but I thought it was funny as Um, and anyway on the last day um, I was with all the boys and they're giving me some shit about Leah and stuff like that and then I started feeling real bad like after having a big couple of weeks I was like you know, not feeling too great. Vulnerable, vulnerable. yeah that's a emotional. Yeah, emotional. Um, and so they got to me to a point where I was like on the phone to my manager saying like I'm not leaving. Like, wow. Call him back. I'm not going. Like, just who's your manager? Uh Colin Young. Wow. Goat manager. You would out love there that. listening Colin Young, goat. Um, We're gonna have Cole on the show hopefully in the next couple of weeks. So All right, I'll hook him up for you.
3: We'll we'll get his side of this story. So you're on the phone to Colin Young saying I'm not leaving. Yeah. Reverse yeah. the deal.
6: Yeah, pretty much. Was um, it the deal being done? Yeah, it was done, like sealed. So he, he was like, "Oh, okay, all right, I'll try and try and do something for you," but it wasn't going to do anything
3: because it was res- you, you signed it as a restricted free agent. So West Coast had the opportunity to match it. That's right. So you spoke to you spoke to, um, you spoke to uh, Cole, but then you're also on the phone to Craig, Craig Vozo. I'm pretty sure. Oh, probably, mate. I can't remember. I was pretty scattered, but <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. sure you were asking, the, mate, get the club to match. I want you oh, to match that's it. Right. Off. Yeah, I was doing. Yeah, that. I'm pretty yeah. sure you <laughs> called Craig Bozzo, who's the GM of footy. Match the Just off, match Craig.
6: it. Match it. I just I don't want to leave. <laughs> yeah. So, but I was I, I was committed to leaving. and like once once I woke up the next day, I was, you know I was still happy to go home, but at the time I was pretty vulnerable and. Um, yeah, the boys got in my head a bit, but yeah, it was, it was funny looking back on it.
0: When, what, when did you, sorry, when did you tell everyone that you were leaving then?
6: Well, I didn't really tell anyone, anyone really. Right. Um, it just kind of comes out, like, I think it's pretty obvious as players, like, when a guy hasn't signed, like, at the end of the year, like, he's going. Right. You know, like, how many, play, how many players sign at the end of the year? Or
3: If this man doesn't have the best mustache in the world, I don't know who does David Byrne well I mean Jeff, given that you guys didn't have that opening partnership, I mean you would have hung out with each other on away trips and traveling you yeah you, know, you do a lot of traveling as cricketers yep. uh, did you too well, you didn't get up to too much mischief mischief you too oh a little
2: bit occasionally, but not too much um, but we we just had a great relationship when when we started opening we basically said right well. We've known each other for a hell of a long time But we've really got to get to know each other So Probably Four days or so, four or five days Before we started a test series Or a test match We would start doing our thing Where we'd spend a lot of time together We'd talk Talk about what we are going to do um, How we thought they were going to bowl at us I I knew that on Wednesdays He always wore red undies we knew each other inside out <laughs> so that you could have a relationship out in the ground that I think in the end was epitomised by the fact that we, we played an ODI against the West Indies one night in Melbourne. I think there was 90-odd thousand in there. And we couldn't hear each other. So we just made this decision that whoever was on strike and batting throw the rule book out the window... And if they started running, the other bloke could just run and have trust. And we started doing it in all cricket and not calling. And it, it gave us about three or four metres, which was fantastic, yeah. especially with running one. So your understanding and your trust of that was pretty good. But, you know, a couple of times we our discussions went a little bit too long, which they did one night in England, Yes, where... We just thought we'd have a, a quiet meal, quiet beer. Five, I think it was five days out. Yes. And went to this little pub that I knew after our meal and said, come on, it's only early. We'll just have one. Yep. I met somebody in there, a, a, a little notoriety, I suppose, another sports person and a musician. Who were they? Um, doesn't matter. No, I... Um, I don't like doing it Okay Who was it? It was um, What's his name? He's dead now um, Played for Liverpool for Manchester United Scottish bloke Beard Best Okay Gary Best? No yeah. not Gary Best Someone he, Best Someone Best And Not a soccer guy sorry. He uh, And a, a, One of the members of the Stones Um Okay. And okay. They, they
3: George Best. Us, George Best. And one of the members of the, of the Rolling Stones. Of okay. Right. So
2: we yeah. we went to this little club and they took us to and. Okay. So uh, we were playing. We we're actually playing the MCC in a sixty-over game the next day, and so at about five a.m. <laughs> we thought, "Shit, we better get back to the hotel." Um, so we went in the back entrance. So we wouldn't be seen. We knocked on the door, and one of the staff came out. and Can we sneak up the service lift? Um, Can you get us some money? Can you go out and get us half a dozen packets of four X mints as well? Mint? or mints to the breath things. yeah. (laughs) to mask perhaps, mate. To mask maybe a couple of drinks, (laughs) and then we went upstairs and showered, got ready. Basically, had to get on the bus. Got on the bus. We'd gone right up the. Gone down early, got right up the back. And then Simo got on and he said, "Right, boys, sixty over going today, but it's a lead-in." Blah blah blah. So you know, you can do your own warm-ups today. Nothing strict or organised. And Swamp and I looked at Taylor and said, "There is a god." <laughs> <laughs> so we we wandered out, keeping to ourselves. And everyone thought, "Well, they're just doing their normal thing. They're fine." So we ball and a bat a pair of gloves We walked the lap We put our legs up on the fence One each One stretch <laughs> Threw an underarm ball at each other And went in How'd you play? And then um, so You're you, you playing You've walked in Out Okay in Georgia, yeah, This okay. is the warm-ups Before the game yep. So we We go inside And, and start to get in the share And I said Hang on Swamp I've got, I've got a dash upstairs i went up and saw nancy in the kitchen nancy and said to nancy she'd been there for years i said love we, we need the strongest pot of coffee that you can get <laughs> and two of the greasiest egg and bacon burgers with brown <laughs> sauce that you can make <laughs> <laughs> and um she, i said but you've got to be real quiet come through the back door of the dressing room and we'll be out there so she brought him in, and then we we're sitting. We we're under the shower, we we're eating the <laughs> eating the buddies, and we're drinking the coffee. And then we get the yell, "Hey, you two! AB's won the toss, and he's batting." Oh no! <laughs> so out we went. Swampy faced the first few balls and didn't hit anything. <laughs> and then one hits his thigh pad. We got a leg by, and I thought, "Oh God, here we go! My turn." <laughs> and missed the next two, and then we got together in the middle. He looked at me and leaving everything up to me as he always used to, he just he just fired the question He said, "Which one are you trying to hit?" <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "The middle one, but it's not working <laughs> we I wouldn't advise young children to do it, but we ended up breaking the world record for the opening stand <laughs> in 60-over cricket, and I think I got about 150-odd. <laughs> <over 10. laughs> <laughs>
6: oh, what so, preparation,
2: uh, mate. Absolutely. Sometimes you're blessed. <laughs> but we didn't do it very often. I think the only time we did it. So we're not, um, not going to risk that again. <laughs> I'm actually surprised you didn't continue rolling that out, mate. <laughs> I mean, the
6: preparation, obviously.
3: <laughs> oh, that's very good. Yep, this was a favourite of many of the year. Lewis Jetta and his lack of preparation, should we say, for the 2018 qualifying final.
0: There's something I've just remembered. I just quickly checked it on my phone. Hmm. Don't know. We we sort of talked about the Cristiano Ronaldo game 2018, but you walking across the bridge to get to that game. Yeah, yeah. What happened there? Do you remember this? (laughs)
10: What? (laughs) So... If you didn't listen to, like, the... You've still got the sunnies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know we're sort of backtracking a bit, but I just remembered, I was like... Yeah, nah.
10: Happens? So, the interview with uh, Peter Bill after the game, he asked, were you late? I said, yeah, I was late. You He's were like,
3: late to the qualifying final? Yeah. You were too. Because... was you first emergency. And everyone... I remember this.
10: Everyone was looking for me, but I was playing COD at home. <laughs> 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 I was playing COD, and I literally forgot about the time, and I'm like, Oh shit! I got the finals on, so we jump in the car, me, Jess, and the kids. Oh my god! And I'm like, oh no, traffic! Fuck! So we're on the bridge, and what we're bridge? parked. Like so that. the one to get over to Swan, yeah, and Optus on your right. So I said, fuck it, I'll just jump off there, walk underneath, and walk in with the crowd, and just chuck my hoodie on. And some little kid knows, hey mate, how you doing? <laughs> Going to the game? <laughs> so we walk in, and the security guard stops, and I'm like. Yeah, I, I actually got to play. He's my ID. I, got a, I meant to be here about half an hour ago.
0: Yeah, you were late. Yeah. I was, I was so like... You would have got a call saying, mate, do you have your shoes with you?
3: I've never thought of... I've never heard this story. <laughs> if I... You are playing COD, you motherfucker.
10: I In the interview after the game, I said, yeah, my family was taking too long to get dressed. Really, I was, I was playing COD. <laughs> <laughs> As we all know, that last game, the last kill, you need that last kill. It's too intense. Wow. It takes too much time to get there. Oh, without
3: that last kill, you don't actually get to make the physical kill yeah. at Collingwood at the game.
10: True. I needed that last kill to kill them.
3: <laughs> this was outrageous, this story. This was probably my favourite of the year. Jimmy Bartell and a certain extra training assistant they had grand final week.
11: Stephen King, um, Henry Playfair, big ruck for two very, very funny guys. They started this thing on your main training session, just a light in the mood called the Joke Box. And so people were writing jokes, but it just turned out that they'd spent a couple of hours writing their own jokes. (laughs) (laughs) A couple of ruckmen. Yeah. And they'd present them to the group and it was very funny. It was more their presentation. And we had um, the stats guy, analytic guy um, named Eugene, and he had this horrible goatee. And so most of the jokes just turned out to ripping him about his goat. <laughs> and so I got the grand final week and they're like, righto, we've had um, enough expense of Eugene's goatee. It's about time um, he got a reply. So as soon as he's about to get up the front of the auditorium, someone opens a door and this goat comes blasting into our meeting room <laughs> dressed in full cat's garb, just like thrashing around like this. And the place
8: erupted. <laughs> that would
3: have been screaming. People would have
11: been... Yeah, so... Just grand final was- week. Yeah, our main training session, closed training session, there's helicopters going above and our media guys having a meltdown. He's like, oh, if the media get a hold of this. And he's trying to push people out. And there's his goat involved in match sim and things like that. And he's got cat's gear, it's pissing in the shorts and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> it was
3: on the ground while yeah. you were doing training.
11: Yeah, he was doing a full training session in cat's gear. I think I had Max Rooks. Footy jumper on, they found one. For it. <laughs> no, yeah. no, yeah.
3: At, at this, I've never seen this. Is it, you no, said no not, never got out. That no, which is has it post got out? Have no, you? To, no, no. Have you just given us the greatest? No, no, I,
11: I think there's guys at, at like sporties and things like that when
3: they're trying to make cashies and things oh, like that. Oh, that is just outstanding. Can we find the goat? with yeah. <laughs> a bit, Why? Why was it Max Rooks' jumper? Oh, he played it, like a bit of a goat because oh, he
11: because he helped. It was actually Ron Watts goat had his property and so Ron, ronnie and max had got it and they'd like fed it all up and got it all you know nice and calm but as soon as it was like it's literally like when um, they do the bull riding and they open the gate it just came like kicking in and oh, <laughs> boy.
3: the boys would have loved it see that's incredible insight so we can put down the greatest grand final winning margin down to a goat at training yeah pretty much yeah wow <laughs> yeah the secret recipe Up next is me. Holy shit. What have I got to say?
0: What is your ranking of the best venues that you played at 1 to 15? So taking into account things like facilities, quality of change rooms, proximity to hotel, experience with fans, and just general vibe.
3: I love that. I love every bit about this question.
0: So ranking stadiums Scully's played at. I don't know how you want to do this. I'm going to rank them them 1 to 15. But you've got the list here. this This looks like it's in alphabetical order. But we need you to to rank it in some sort of yeah.
3: I'll go. I have to go with home ground Optus Stadium as one. Right, you, you got to yep. have your home stadium as one. Yeah, there's there's great other grounds, but Perth Stadium. Uh, sorry, Subiaco Oval as one
0: is better than Optus?
3: no, it's not. But it's just like you yeah. ask for general vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ask. Oh, actually, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Facilities. Facilities. Okay, so it's not what I think. Facilities, quality of change rooms, proximity to a hotel, experience with fans and general vibe. Subiaco Hotel is none of those. So we're t- uh, Subiaco is none of those. <laughs> Perth Stadium, number one. Honestly, it's best in the country. Number two, Adelaide Oval. We love that. Yep. Absolutely love that. It's close to the hotel. The hotel's across the bridge. You can pretty much work, work, walk there. Alistair Clarkson got himself into some trouble walking home one day. I walked home as an emergency with Sherrod Wellingham uh, after that. Put Adelaide after the siren win. We walked home, right. just because we felt like it. I have grabbed a sneaky Although beer, beer on the way Although it seems to home,
0: be, there have to be some confusion between the raceway at, in Adelaide and the Adelaide Oval, where Ryan Davis got dropped off accidentally.
3: Correct. Once. Absolutely. Yep. Um, the horse racing precinct. Yep. Uh, number two, three, um, is, is Bell Reeve in Hobart, Charlie? I think Belle Oval. Um, I've played in Launceston and Hobart. I just wonder which one's which. Cause yeah, yeah, my, yeah. My it's two. stone now. Okay, yeah. my two Tassie, um, um, Marara Oval. Is that the other Hobart one? Marara Mar- is in Northern Territory. Okay, well, it's not that one. Where's the other? I mean, I've played in Launceston and Hobart, but I can't see a uh, se- second one there. York Park. There it is. That's that's Launceston, York Park York Park and Bell Reve Oval they go three four for mine Charlie Huge. just just because oh, Tassie was great to play in as perfect weather for footy crisp bit cold yeah bit cold yep. can get windy though mm. but just for fair oh, I,
0: I, Eagles just- suck in Tassie.
3: Yeah, it wasn't about winning or losing, was it? No, absolutely not. Um, I'll tell you the worst one for fans and uh, facilities, et cetera, is Blacktown. It'll genuinely a paddock with a couple of fences <laughs> cool, around it. it. Um, look, Darwin uh, – sorry, Northern Territory, which was Alice Springs. Uh, yeah, is that, that, is that where Marara Oval is? Marara. They call it
0: TIO. Yeah, and now. that's
3: that's Alice Springs. Not not the best. Not, not the best. And um, – that's to do with facilities. Yep. Um, we had the crowd's a, epic though. Yeah, we had like a so good. We had like a refrigeration unit out the back that we you know there there were
0: not not a lot of great
3: crowd great. Yep. But probably not the best place you want to go to. I'm losing track, but like Moraro um, is let's I don't know backwards. That's 14. Um, Carrara not great. Not great at Gold Coast. We'll chuck that at 13. Docklands, quite good. Played a lot of games as a there fan, as well. Docklands is awesome. Docklands, number five for mine. Football Park at Adelaide, that's about 12th. That is one of the worst, you'll really? see. It's about 40 minutes to the hotel. You used to stay in Adelaide City and um, Amy's out towards the coast. About 30, 35-minute drive with traffic. Just Become a real shit show out at Footy Park. So that was Amy Stadium in Adelaide before they moved into the city. The Gabba, sorry, I take all of it back. The Gabba is the worst in the entire country. the The, the rooms for players, you need a duck to walk around in them. It is a, some sort of labyrinth of rooms at the Gabba. They have they have exposed um, plumbing everywhere in the taping room specifically. There's some pipe. There's a one pipe in there that smells like like chemical melted rubber and it's never oh. it never leaves the rooms you can't breathe properly in the taping rooms they've, they've done it deliberately it's been like that for 15 years just a shocking setup they have Kind of the change rooms on one side, you've got to get up a flight of 10 stairs to get to the taping room, and it's like a pyramid at the top, and then down the other end is the warm up room. It's about as big as this table. It gets slippery, so it has to be dry at all times. So there's people with towels, like doing all this stuff. (laughs) The Gabba is an absolutely terrible place to be as a player. And the the ground, I mean, no one goes to Gabba, no one goes to Brisbane games. Gabba, worse than the country. Oh, I said that Jimmy Bartell was my favorite. I didn't realize this was coming up. Ryan Davis, Gold Coast son, West Coast Eagle. About how he came a son. It's incredible. I think we've built the story here, Dan. So um, starts off, gets drafted. You know, New South Wales, West Coast, delisted, um, <laughs> six years off a list. Uh, finally, gets his opportunity. Gold Coast. The interest is perked, but they're certainly they're not all the way in. They, they, they've heard the rumors. Um, not the best runner. Um, has his weaknesses uh, as well as some great strengths. But sometimes when they're recruiting, they worry about those weaknesses. And Davo's weakness is the ability to run. I which... don't look at
9: the GPS, mate. You shouldn't look at the GPS. It sometimes correct. isn't right.
3: That's they're correct. So wrong. it comes quite close to uh, draft time. I believe Matt Rosa was at the Gold Coast at this stage. No, That's so teammate that. of ours.
9: Yeah, there's, he did get the, the when he was traded. It was at your wedding in Hawaii, actually. When he got the yeah. message,
3: 2015, um, Matt Rosa got traded at my wedding in Hawaii, and we were there with a whole bunch of West Coast players, <laughs> including Davo. Anyway, that's a story for another time. Oh, um, I'm setting this up here, sorry. so Gold Coast say, right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna draft you, but you need before we draft you to show us that you can run. Like you can't be on an AFL list if you can't run a 2K time trial under seven minutes Se- seven minutes you're gonna break seven you show us you can break seven and you've got a spot that that that, that was the conversation wasn't it that
9: was it it was it was they go Dave, what's the best time what's the best 2k you've, you've run and i was like oh 6.45 <laughs> never run a six never run remotely close to a 6.45 <laughs> and then and then they were like well if you can run that through the draft we'll take you and then rocket was like no 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 don't need you that fit mate if you can go sub seven we'll take you and i was like easy no dramas boys. Take it easy.
3: Rocket so, Eid. Rocket Rock Eid. Eid. Rodney yeah. Rocket Eid. It Rodney was your coach at the Eid. Gold Coast.
9: So, so yeah. we know
3: how this we know how this story ends. You play for the Gold Coast. Mm, but fun. not many people know how you get onto that list. So seven-minute yeah. 2K. Okay. Sport. Again, you and I get together and we go, all right, we're gonna come up with a program. We're gonna, gonna get you to a seven-minute two K and get you back onto a list. What would have been you been running goal. at the time? Oh. <clears throat> D- Dava? Seven uh, no, nah. you need to be honest on this podcast.
9: Right, pure honesty, I finished my apprenticeship, I had six weeks before the draft, I was like, i am going to train my guts out for six weeks, and then it was like sort of 7.40s to start, and then strained for a bit, got it down to like 7.20s, I was just running 7.20s, I think you boys were on Mad Week or something? Maybe, yep. Maybe, and I was like, Scully, can you can you run this for us? He's like, no, nah, mate, but they, were, they were hungover, I was like, Jamie Cripps. I was like, mate, can you can you can you run this?
3: Because because Gold Coast had asked for a log, they wanted a yes. they wanted a, a distance log. Send it over. We obviously can't get over to you know. It's a couple of days before the draft here. Mm. Just send us your time and you know proof that you've done it.
9: So it's like an app, like sort of like a Strava thing. And I was like, yeah, easy as. I and mean, they were saying like you can uh, you can run. you run a first K and I run a second K. I was like, mate, that don't work. And so the day before the draft, I go try and do a couple of two Ks and just like seven twenty. You are like. A few days later, seven twenty. And the day before, when I have to get it in, they're like, "David, yeah, do it on this app, send it through." So we lived on a park at Leaderville. Um, so I jumped out the back. You're took leaving. The phone. You're,
3: you're leaving a part out. We went to an athletics track oh, the yeah. day before this. <laughs> we went to an athletics track the day before this. I've given Davo splits to run. I've given him. These are the splits you need to hit on your four hundreds. You know, you know I'm, I'm a runner, Dan. You know I'm a runner. Peter Ball yeah, knows I'm a runner.
9: Sure. Well, BT loves that you're a runner. The eight hundred meter runner from Geelong.
3: So I'm down there with my stopwatch going, okay, I'm gonna give you your splits. Davo takes off. He's gonna do it. First lap, he's three seconds ahead of his split time. He's gonna do it. Second lap, he's eight seconds in front of the two K time. He's coming down the back straight, so just coming up to a K to go. And I'm I'm going, I can't believe it. He's gonna absolutely do it here. He just stops. He, he's, he's halfway down the back straight and just stops and walks and then just walks across the oval. And I'm standing there going, what the fuck are you doing? The draft is fucking tomorrow, mate. We can't redo this. Comes over and he's like, oh, mate, I feel I was feeling pretty good, but I was just so fucking far behind, I I, I didn't think I'd be able to make it up. And I'm like, oh, no. mate, you were fucking 10 seconds in front of where you needed to be. Davo, <laughs> at shock if you've heard the first story, mistook the times. <laughs> 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 and, and we had to cancel it so we had no time so with a day to go before the draft uh, we'd said this was the day we We had no time yeah. that's why you ended up on the park at the back of our house yeah. in Leadable
9: and if, if you know Scully he's the angriest man in history with the shorter fuse he was like what are like, you doing mate like,
3: mate it was six years it, of your life it was something for me to hang my hat on i changed someone's <laughs> life around and you're fucking walking around on the back straight
9: <laughs> uh, so anyway yeah, running around in like I don't know, uncut, ankle-high, dewy grass. I get out there, I try and run it it again. Hit a 720, I was like, So I walk back in the house, Scully's sitting on the couch, like, watch it, Telly, like, how'd you go, mate? Look at him, just keep walking straight through out the front into the garage. Pick up his giant, the push bike. walk it back, walk it back through the living room, he looks at me, I look at him, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. (laughs) We were pushing out to the out to the back park, do a two k It was like seven or like, what was it seven oh five? I was like, ah, oh, it's got to be under, it's got to be under seven minutes. Next one's like six forty five. I was like, oh, that's too quick. They won't, they won't believe that. Next one come around, so my third two 2K on the push bike, six fifty seven. <laughs> you buildy, take a selfie, send it off to Dom Ambrosio. Sorry, brother. Um, send it off to the boys the next day. Like, Ryan Davis. <laughs> Gold Coast go Suns pick twenty eight in the rookie draft or something. Like,
7: yeah.
9: <laughs> but three days later, we had our two K up on the up on the coast, and just what do you reckon? I ran seven twenty. <laughs> the humidity boys, the humidity got me. <laughs> it's just thick oh. air. WA's a dry air. Oh, so you get
3: you get drafted off the back of uh, doing a two K time trial on a giant bike.
9: Oh, they, I have you know. They, it wasn't like a geared bike. So it was just, you know, it was, a, fixed, it was a fixie. Yeah, it was a fixie, was a... Yeah. So it was actually hard to do that on the grass. Like, because <laughs> grass was thick.
3: So they take you, they take you at your honest word and draft you. Three days later, you do an actual two time trial, t- time trial at the, li- at the club where they can't yeah. take back on honor. And you do, it. I reckon you did worse than a 720. Nah, I I clocked in the
9: seven, I, no, I thought I was ahead of the time once again, but 720, I was like, that's wait, Happy with that.
7: <gasps>
2: you're
9: right.
7: Like,
2: oh, no, I had plenty left.
3: And we saved this one till last. Justin Langer, he had some good stories, but this one about David Boone is right up there. So your first ball, though, you Mm. come in at one for one Mm. against West Indies Adelaide, bowling some heat. Mm. I
6: don't know who the
3: player was. Ian Bishop. Ian Bishop smacked Mm. you in the head. Yep. And so we had Booney where you are Mm. a couple of months ago. Mm. I reckon he told this story as well, Mm. but you probably had a
7: better view of what was going on. You copped it straight in the head. Mm. Welcome to Tex Cricket. <laughs> That's a great story. I, mean, I, I tell this every every corporate event now, and the story goes for 20 minutes now, scurry, so I'm not going to go on there, but I'll tell you what happened for just a very short version of it. I'd tell the story and I'd get people up on stage with me and I'd I find the, the, the plumpest bloke or the biggest beard and he comes up as Booney and I'd bring the, the prettiest lady up on stage and say, oh, you, you can be Keith Arthurton because Keith Arthurden was standing at Silly Mid-Off and i got bring Desmond Haynes up on stage with I got I've got Brian Lara at first slip and I say, he's standing at about City Beach, first slip, and i got Ian Bishop and Ian Bishop and I say, hey, lady, no one left in the crowd I said, at this point. Yeah, everyone's on stage. Ladies, Ian Bishop, magnificent. Six foot ten, Trinidadian, milk coffee colour skin, sparkling brown eyes, built like Adonis. <laughs> <laughs> the girls are laughing. No, the problem is he's standing at about if if Brian Lowe is standing at City Beach, he's starting at, he's standing at about Optus Stadium, I reckon. Calumunda. That's his run-up, right? Calumunda. Yeah, Calamunda. <laughs> he's running from Calamunda to deliver this first boy. Anyway, he runs in. Magnificent specimen gets halfway through, is sprinting like a Sane Bolt, jumps up in there like a fire breathing dragon, like all bully fast bowlers, jumps up, lands this ball smacks me straight in the back of the helmet, right? So I've gone down. And when you look on the video, like, I actually got the boxer's knees. Like, these days I'd be out for months yeah. with concussion. That's it. You're out. Protocols and all that sort of shit. So, well, I shouldn't say that. I was very important skull, you know. Thank but you. Anyway, so he gets... I get hit. I've got the boxer's knees. And, you know, Desi Haynes has been shouting out, he's scared, Bishy, he's scared, Bishy. And... Keith Arthur's going, kill him, Bishy, kill him, Bishy. And <laughs> Brian him. Lara's at the back, you know, they're kissing his teeth like at my best. <laughs> <laughs> Boys should be in high school, not playing test cricket. And I'm going, oh, fucking. this is before and I say, Oh, people reckon you've got pressure at work. and I haven't even faced a flipping ball yet. So, and then he bowls, hits me in the back of the head. And I say, then the worst thing's about to happen. Don't worry about Desi Haynes. Don't worry about Keith Arthur. Don't worry about Brian Lara. Don't worry about Richie Richardson at second or Ian Bishop. Don't worry about any of them. The toughest man in the world, David Boone, <laughs> mm. walks down, waddles down, puts his arm around me. I could still smell the Benson Hedges and PK <laughs> in his breath.
0: <laughs> and PK. <Pika.
7: laughs> and I was always PK. Never, ex, never extra. No, no, no. Ne, never just. No no. No, 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 no. That was all it had to be PK. Right. That was the routine. <laughs> anyway, he hits me in the head and Boone, he puts his arm around me. He says, hey, JL, no heroes in test cricket, son retire hurt <laughs> I said what retire. retire you want me to surrender walk I said Mr. Boone if you don't mind I've I got mum and dad have flown over from Perth. I've got my brothers and my sister I've got oh. you want to get that Damo it's alright Damo will silence it oh, I've got JL silence it I've got sorry guys I've got my, I said da, Mr. Boone mum and dad have flown over my brothers and my sister I've got Bill Laurie and Richie Beno in the commentary box I said, you know, the South Australians all hate me because I'm not a South Australian. I'm playing at Adelaide Oval. Desi Haynes thinks I'm scared. Keith Arthur wants to kill me. <laughs> Brian Larris <laughs> I said, Mr Bean, if you don't mind, we'll get through as heroes together tonight. He said, no, son, no heroes in Test cricket. I said okay. Anyway, I kept batting, and I batted for twenty minutes before stumps. I was in the form of my life. I was zero not out. Had still not scored a run in Test <laughs> cricket. Right? Next morning, true story. Look it on Google. If you don't believe me, look on Google. Curtly Ambrose is running in. Not as magnificent for the for the ladies as Ian Bishop necessarily, but six foot ten and poetry. Unless you got to face him, right? So he's running in. Third ball of the morning, lands a ball, good length, pops up, hits David Boone right on the end of the elbow. This is flipping hurt, right? And when you hit on the elbow, they hurt. But Scoey, not only am I very tough, love facing leg spinners, and very (laughs) talented, I'm also an opportunist. I undid my buttons down to my belly
3: button. (laughs) I thought they'd already be down.
7: (laughs) I waddled down, put my arms around Booney. I said, Mr. Boone. No heroes in Test cricket, son. Retire hurt. <laughs> he and told, with that, totally he, he looked at me with his puppy dog eyes, he said, I think you're right, son, and he did. No. He retired hurt. No. The toughest man, mate, look on look on up. <laughs> he retired hurt. Retired walked off re boony, Like, oh man.
3: And that's it for another Backchat off-season episode. Backchat double underscore on socials. You can follow us at backchatpodcast.com.au. Send us an email. We're still receiving those. Hello at backchatpodcast.com.au. Thanks to our sponsors, Snapper Whiskey, Margaret River Roasting Co., Blue Bet, Shelter Brewing Co., Leadable Cameras. We'll be back soon.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.